0: There are just so many reasons your kid could be unfocused besides ADHD, and our current system is terrible at identifying those reasons. This conversation is all about opening your mind to other reasons your kid could be struggling besides ADHD. Hi, I'm Dr. Roseanne, and I'm a mental health trailblazer. Join me as we have real conversations about real solutions to kids' problems. And today we're talking about, boy, this epidemic of kids that are struggling with focus, getting their schoolwork done, being consistent, and what are all the other reasons it could be besides ADHD. This is going to be a mind-blowing episode. Let's dive in. Mamas, papas, professionals, Dr. Roseanne here. And today we're going to talk about one of my most popular posts I've ever had, one of the most popular blogs I've ever had, and it's 10 reasons why your kid could be struggling in school besides ADHD, right? And I think what I'm so excited for about this conversation is that in these 30 years, and these Thousands and thousands of conversations I've had with the families I work with. ADHD, executive functioning, attention is still a mystery to people. It's because we're not talking about neuroscience, right? And that's what this podcast is all about. And I say all the time it's going to be okay. And that's what this podcast is about because I want you to understand there's neuroscience that is going to inform you and help you understand your child who is struggling or a student you work with, but also that I want you to know it's going to be okay, because there are science-backed solutions. So let's dive into the 10 things it could be besides ADHD. And before we do that, let's talk about why it's so confusing. One of the biggest reasons why it's so confusing as to does my kid have ADHD, do they not, is because we don't understand that anything can negatively impact our attention, right? So the 10 things we're going to talk about are are going to be aha moments for you because many times we can go through things in our lives or we can have other issues, a primary issue that is impacting our attention. The good news is, right, this is all about solutions. And in all of my work, you are guided to solutions that are science-backed to make things better. So the other big part of this is that ADHD is diagnosed by a simple checklist. And most of the time, it's a 15-minute interview. You're not checking under the hood. So when we don't check under the hood and we're not really understanding what things like OCDR or anxiety and how it manifests in kids, we are not able to understand that it could be that. So what are these 10 things that it could be? So one of the most common things that I see that is not ADD, that is missed, diagnosed all the time is a child having dyslexia or a learning disability. So you can look very inattentive when you have dyslexia or AD or other learning conditions because your brain meets, meets maximum capacity, your learning hits a level that you're an overload. I've got a dyslexic if you don't already know that. And what happens is they use up literally their brain power. We do not have unlimited capacity. And kids with learning disabilities have to process so much harder than a brain who doesn't have to uh, look at a word, for example, in dyslexia and still process the letters or the phonemes. Kids without dyslexia, they don't have to use that brain power for it. So they can look really inattentive when essentially they're worn out. That's one. Two, executive functioning dysfunction. Yeah, it should be in the diagnostic statistical manual, but it's not. So let's talk about what executive functioning is and what it's not and what attention is. So attention is the brain's ability to alert. Executive functioning is the brain's ability to plan for... And prioritize actions for a future event. It is different than attention. And so with executive functioning, it can be part of any clinical condition, not just ADHD. Everybody with ADHD has executive dysfunction. Not everybody with executive functioning has ADHD. It can be a secondary component to some of these other conditions we're talking about. But executive functioning is really these kids can pay attention. They don't have the planning and prioritizing. They don't have the future think. They don't have organizational skills of their materials or um, of their actions. There's a lot of things. We're going to do another podcast just about that. Number three could be concussion, head injury, or birth trauma. Yeah. That difficult birth you may have had with your kid and you notice that they never slept well could be impacting their ability to pay attention. I use lots of treatments and things for head injuries and concussions. Of course, neurofeedback is top on my list. It has a proven track record of helping people with concussion. I highly recommend it. If you don't already know about it, it can be a game changer. Number four, and really we should talk about four, five, and six together. Anxiety, OCD, mood disorder, slash depression. These are all mental health conditions that in kids might be hard to see on the surface, okay? And why is that? So when you're talking about anxiety, you're talking about depression and even OCD, it occurs along a continuum in terms of observability. We have our internalizers, we have our externalizers. So internalizers are kids that hold it in. They might be withdrawn. They might be worried. They might ask worried questions, but they don't tend to have as many outbursts. Our externalizers are outburst kids. There are kids that tell us to F off. Um, they're the kids that freak out because you ran out of their favorite chicken nuggets, whatever goes on. They're hard to miss. Because they're going to let you know they lead with anger, even though what's behind it is fear. What's always behind anxiety and OCD in particular is fear. And I think we can relate to that as parents that we're afraid for our kids and what's going to happen with them. And sometimes it doesn't always come out right. So anxiety, OCD, mood disorder... Always going to have a hard time focus because you're drifting to your inner thoughts. You're drifting to your inner worry. In the case of depression, it could be hopeless thought and other worries related to it. And it is always going to make it harder to be engaged, be in the moment, be present. And many people are first diagnosed with ADHD. They never get to the surface. Beneath the surface, right? They're only staying at the surface because we're not thinking this is a depressed kid because people with mental health problems, including kids, are really functional. Does your child struggle to complete tasks or they can't stay focused enough to finish their homework or get anything done? Or maybe they're super fearful and moody. This may leave you questioning if your child has ADHD or something else like a learning problem, anxiety, depression, or OCD. Well, I've created a quick quiz that will tell you if it's ADHD or something else. Text the word quiz to 13 alert more to take my free quiz. So you can get to the bottom of what's going on and the right solutions. That's text the word quiz to one, three, alert more. This is the blessing and the curse of the externalizer. They often break down, they're angry and they get attention. And that means they're getting help. Our internalizers don't often get help until they really break down, until it's a crisis level you know, their anxiety moves to a full depression. Uh, their OCD starts out with lower level intrusive thoughts that they're able to control to a certain point. Then it switches to the OCDs in charge, right? And OCD never has to be in charge. So moving on to number seven, we're gonna do seven and eight together. Pans, pandas, Lyme disease. So these are infectious disease, result from infectious disease, PANS and PANDAS, also can be toxic triggers, right, in terms of PANS. Anytime we have infectious disease or toxins in the brain, guess what? You're going to have a harder time paying attention. You're going to have lots of inflammation. And really, we should be throwing anti-inflammatory conditions in there. These are just the top things that I see. Your brain is not going to be regulated when your infection is incredibly active. When I do a brain map, a QEG brain map, what happens is you're looking at a tremendous amount of overactivity, often a lot of inner chatter because the brain is having to overwork. And that means that attention is going to be harder when they've had long-term chronic illnesses. A lot of time, the brain just sort of wears out. Adrenal fatigue can happen, other physical problems, and then they have a hard time getting online. So when it's overactive, it can be hypervigilance, overworking. And then when there is just literally being physically worn out, when you see it in a brain map, you can't believe what it looks like. The brain is tired. That is part. Number nine, autism. So most kids with autism struggle with executive functioning because of the rigidity of their brain, right? They lack neuroplasticity. When you look in their brain, you also see a ton of hypercommunication, which is reflected in their behavior that they need things a certain way. And so if they are spinning on certain things being a certain way, because anxiety is also pretty common with autism, what happens is you're not going to be able to pay attention. But they're guaranteed most kids with Autism have some level of executive functioning, particularly in non preferred areas. These kids can be amazing rock stars when they're doing things as all kids do, but even more so if you have a child with a high intellect with autism, they can do exceptionally well in an area of preferred interest and really blow the other kids out of the water. Like if they have amazing math skills, you can really get in there because they're so hyper-focused. Last number 10, something that is confused for ADHD is ODD, Oppositional Defiant Disorder. Okay, I call ODD a lazy man's diagnosis. For me, ODD is a behavior. It is you're non-compliant, you're oppositional. Somebody asks you to do something and the rage comes out. That's your externalizer. To me, it's part of another clinical condition, but it is in the Diagnostic Statistical Manual, and I want people to hear it. Kids that have focus problems, that have struggles with executive functioning, that have mood disorders, That even have things like autism can really struggle and be oppositional when you ask them to do something that they're either ill prepared for. They have a sensory problem around it, or they just really don't like doing it. Right. And the rigidity prevents them from doing it. So instead of rushing out (laughs) and getting a script for medication for ADHD, and I'm going to say this every time I talk about meds, meds should never be the first option for kids with ADHD or any mental health issue. We should always look to behavioral supports. We should always look to neuroscience and neuroscience says there's lots of solutions. But instead of jumping to those solutions, really take a second look at what it could be. And a QEG brain map can be that starting point. But no matter what, do research, read my book. It's going to be okay. Find a professional that you trust and do a deeper dive to better understand reasons your kid could be struggling besides ADHD. Hope you've enjoyed this conversation and I'm always about real talk about real problems.